Welcome to the Women's Health Wisdom and Wine podcast, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email. To learn more, visit the website at www. LorenaWhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, please remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute or bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. Welcome back for our last episode of 2021. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, we hope you had a wonderfully joyous one. And for those of you who don't, we hope you are having a joyous holiday season. Today is the fourth day of Kwanzaa, and we are celebrating Ujama, Cooperative Economics. The principle of Ujama is a commitment to the practice of shared social wealth and the work necessary to achieve it. It grows out of the fundamental communal concept that social wealth belongs to the masses of people who created it and that no one should have such an unequal amount of wealth that it gives him or her the capacity to impose unequal, exploitative, or oppressive relations on others. For this last episode, we're focusing on the delivery experience. So often we talk about the birth experience. However, the newborn won't be able to tell us much about the birth experience. The delivery experience, or the labor and delivery experience, however, is something we can curate to a certain degree. So let's begin with question number eight. Ask your provider, what are your thoughts about scheduling an elective cesarean delivery? Before continuing, please let me clarify one point. I am advocating for safe pregnancy and delivery. There are bona fide medical reasons for a planned cesarean delivery, including a breach or transverse presentation that doesn't change as the due date approaches, certain birth defects, carrying multiples, and certain chronic health conditions, plus a variety of emergencies including prolonged labor, fetal distress, cord prolapse, and placenta issues that all warrant an emergency delivery. Even though a vaginal delivery is considered safest, many physicians are performing emergency cesarean deliveries prematurely and elective cesarean deliveries even more often. The trend in elective cesarean deliveries is growing, yet this phenomenon exists primarily because more mothers are requesting an elective cesarean delivery in order to have more control over when their baby is born. Elective cesarean deliveries can also reduce some of the anxiety of waiting for labor to start. Serious complications, including the risk of blood loss, organ damage, infection, blood clots, and adverse reaction to anesthesia, accompany this popular trend. 
It's important to remember that a cesarean delivery is a major lower abdominal surgery, which typically has a higher risk of complications, longer hospital stays, and longer recovery periods than a vaginal delivery. Lastly, this. Lung development is known to be an important cue that starts the labor and delivery cascade. Children with asthma are more likely to have been induced, not brought to full term, and or not permitted to initiate the birth process. Coincidence? I think not. As we move on to question number nine, this question and the ones that go along with it pertain to labor positioning. What are your thoughts about movement during labor? Will I be permitted to move and to change positions frequently as I desire in order to help childbirth and move my baby into an optimal position? Will I be able to deliver upright instead of reclining? Moving freely in labor improves your sense of control, decreases the need for pain medication, and may reduce the length of your labor. Maintaining freedom of movement and positioning in labor works magic as it enhances comfort by stimulating the receptors in the brain that decrease pain perception. When contractions become very strong, endorphins are released and pain perception decreases even more. Ultimately, your movement in response to your contractions decrease pain and facilitate labor. Ultimately, a win-win. Movement also helps the baby move through the pelvis and some positions actually enlarge pelvic diameter. What position should you use? Follow your body. Move freely in response to what you feel. Your body will let you know just what position is best at every point in your labor. Arrange to have continuous support in labor from a labor support professional or a doula, a close friend or family member who makes you feel safe and confident. Ask them to remind you to try different positions or activities in labor. Keep a list of the positions that you like best and bring it with you as you as a reminder in labor. Practice positions and movements before your labor begins so you and your partner feel comfortable and confident using them. In contrast, lying down actually increases the changes of stalling out and eventually requires a C-section. Birthing in an upright position increases the available space in the pelvis, making contractions more effective. You will also be less likely to need medical interventions such as an epidural, episiotomy, or emergency cesarean delivery, and your baby will less likely become distressed over the course of a shorter overall labor. And last, but definitely not least, our last question, and this one is more esoteric in nature, is, on a more personal note, and in your own words, what is birth meant to be? Keep in mind, there are no specific right and wrong answers to this question. This last question gives your provider the opportunity to showcase his or her humanity while giving you the opportunity to see if your overall values align. How he or she views the delivery experience, possibly how his or her own delivery experience have framed his or her perspective, and how he or she is willing to approach your delivery experience is important. Is he or she capable of holding space for you during pregnancy and throughout delivery? The experience of giving birth has long-term implications for a woman's health and well-being. The delivery experience and satisfaction with delivery have been associated with several factors and emotional dimensions of care. Individualized emotional support has been shown to empower women and increase the impossibility of a positive delivery experience. How women assess their experience and the factors that contribute to a positive delivery experience are of utmost importance for providers. An essential part of obstetrics care is building rapport and relationships with women where mutual trust in one another's competence is paramount. 
Childbirth should express a strong belief in a woman's ability to give birth. A provider who can educate you, encourage you, and provide you with the tools to enable birth is the partner you need, the partner you want, and the partner you desire to be a part of your team. A team in which everyone is working together for the benefit of you and your newborn. We hope this end of the year series has provided some valuable insight into partnering with your provider. These 10 questions are just some ways to get the conversation started and are by no means the only questions that can and should be broached when obstetric and gynecologic conditions are in question. I hope you have a wonderful end of 2021 and create a beautiful 2022. Take a look at the show notes for more information about today's guest, links to the website, contact information, and social media channels. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, please take a moment to like the episode, subscribe to the channel, comment, and share with your family, friends, and colleagues. Till we meet again, remember to nourish your flourish and see you real soon. Salud!